Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to Hurricanes Weekly, February the 9th, 2020. Our show is driven by Williamson Cadillac, Miami's premier luxury dealership for value, for style, for performance. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com. Coming up on the show, we'll look back at yesterday's game between Miami and Florida State. Also, Don Bailey Jr. and Larry Bluestein join me as we talk about recruiting for the University of Miami as well as the offseason put together by Hurricanes head coach, Manny Diaz. Coming up this week for the University of Miami, on Wednesday at home, Boston College will be in town for Hurricanes basketball at 7 o'clock. And then on Friday, it is Valentine's Day, Friday, February the 14th, the 2020 baseball season gets underway the Hurricanes will have opening night on Friday night, February the 14th, a three-game series against the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. On Saturday afternoon, Miami will be at home in basketball against Wake Forest. So a busy week coming up for the University of Miami in both baseball and basketball as the baseball season begins this week on Friday night, February the 14th. Yesterday in Tallahassee, the Hurricanes took on Florida State. It has been a struggle for the Canes all year long. Short-handed, injury-depleted. Meanwhile, Florida State goes 10-11 deep. The Knowles having one of the great seasons in their history, and they are a real national championship contender. Yesterday at the Tucker Center in Tallahassee, Miami and Florida State, the highlights and reaction. Gets a high screen from Wardenburg. Into the right front court goes Beverly. On to Isaiah Wong, guarded tightly by Forrest. Isaiah Wong averaging 14 points a game. There he goes on the drive, into the lane, scores, and he'll go to the free throw line. Isaiah Wong, aggressive with the ball, dips around his defender, and puts Miami in front 2-0. Guarded by Williams of Florida State. Warrenberg offers a screen, Wong to the elbow. Stutter step move, Wong drives in, high window, scores! A scoop to the hoop by Isaiah Wong. Seven for Isaiah Wong. He is really playing well. Silver lining, Miami's got some guards for next year. Wong drives in, gets bumped by Williams and scores and put him on the free throw line. Isaiah Wong again with an aggressive drive to the rim and he earns an extra shot. Wong has it for Miami. Dribbles low, guarded by Walker. Shot clock at 18, approaching six minutes to play. Wong pulls up for three, good! Isaiah Wong with a three-pointer straight on. How about this kid? That's 15 for Wong, the freshman. All right, out of the out-of-bounds. Beverly tries to get in bounds. Quick pass to Wardenberg. Wardenberg finds a crevice, puts it up and scores! Puts Miami in front, and that's why Coach L called a timeout. Issues have problems. Miami had an issue. Coach L solved the problem. High screen from Stone, but Vassell stays right with Wong. Now they switch off Williams. Wong rises up, fires for three. Good! Isaiah Wong hits a three-pointer. Five points in the half for Wong. And Miami now claws back in, down by eight. 73-65. Walker gets free, drives down, misses with a left-handed leaner in traffic. Wardenburg clutches the rebound for Miami to Likes. Gets away, gets away from Wilk. Likes to the free throw line, to the elbow, shoots and scores! And Miami has scored six straight. And then now need another stop. 73-67 in Tallahassee. Bender's going to dribble it. Throws it right side, and that's going to bring us to the end of the game. There's the horn. Florida State prevails. 18th-ranked Florida State defeats Miami. The two rivals play a hard-nosed game, but Florida State pulls away, and they win in Tallahassee. 8th-ranked Florida State, 99. Miami, 81. That's your final score. Florida State prevails in Tallahassee, 99-81 over the University of Miami. Manny Chang has been our producer today, and Mark Miller, our courtside engineer, Associate Head Coach Chris Caputo is with us. Uh, you battled this eighth-ranked team, eyeball for the eyeball to eyeball for a long time, Chris. But eventually, just the, the three-point shooting seemed to wear you down. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a product of our group again today without uh, without Rodney and and you know, happy to have Chris and Cam back. Certainly, I don't think they were at their um, their best, and then. You know, uh, we've got to protect the paint, and, you know, it, it makes us somewhat vulnerable to the three. And, uh, you know, credit Florida State. I thought we made some mistakes 
you know, probably overhelping on the paint early, but, you know, credit them, they made their threes and sort of put them in a position to get in a good offensive flow, rhythm. Uh, we had that as well, a little bit more about going to the basket. I thought they did a good job defensively in the second half. I was going to uh, ask you, a uh, three-point game at the intermission, you had scored 47. I always feel like Leonard Hamilton kind of watches the game from a defensive perspective. What do you think they were talking about at halftime? What, what was their adjustment uh, in I mean, the I thought half? they loaded up the, the lane a little bit better. Um, and obviously, we're you know, we made some threes, but not enough. And, uh, you know, it was, again, some of it is the, the rebounding. You know, they had 16 offensive rebounds. They made their free throws. They had 19 turnovers. You know, that's something we were concerned about. We only had 13, but, uh, you know, probably didn't stick enough open ones. The, the rebound, the offense, the second chance points also swung dramatically in their favor. And they got some big burly guys. Yeah, I mean, again, we're playing without our center. Uh, not that we have a tremendous amount of depth in the front court, but playing without our center, uh, who's been playing well, rebounding the ball well. So it's problematic for us on the glass to be, you know, we have problems on the glass to begin with, but that, that would make it even more difficult. Well, the good news for you is, that is this thing is unfolding. Uh, the silver lining is Isaiah Wong scores 23 today. Yeah. Beverly gets a lot of playing time. As they say, competition is always great. And while you're shorthanded right now, your offseason should be fun because you'll have some pretty good competition. Well, we need to get back to that. You know, it's what we've had here. And we had good players transferred from our program uh, because they couldn't get enough playing time. Guys that went to other high major schools and had a lot of success and you know, quite frankly, you not you want anybody to leave, but, like, you have to have a level of competition and practice, a uh, little bit of survival of the fittest, uh, have success on the court, let the chips fall where they may. We've probably, you know, here, because of our situation, uh, two years in a row here from a roster standpoint, been really uh, hamstrung from a depth standpoint. And because of that, you know, guys are, you know, yes, it's great to play through mistakes, but ultimately if you don't feel like, you have to perform on a high level. Uh, that's not good either. I mean, this is about performance, and uh, you know, hopefully, as we go forward here, uh, we're getting good experience and we're growing our depth. And you know, a year from now, we're in a position where you know we have 11, 12 scholarship players available to play in the games, and then those guys are going to have to compete every day in practice and and play well, and and then play well uh, when we play in the games. Has the game slowed down for Isaiah Wong? Seems like it. You know, obviously, really comfortable playing off the ball. He made some great drives and finishes early, you know, shooting the ball with great confidence right now. You know, you're starting to see a guy who, you know, uh, was a prolific scorer in high school, you know, start to score the ball, and, and that's, you know, obviously really positive for us. Uh, Harlan drives the ball really well. He's got a long reach. He knows he can drive it. He didn't finish it today. But, great. Yeah. Uh, he finds himself sometimes trying to – he's stuck against two defenders. Is that a product of a habit I, I from high school? That, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I thought – I think he's done better there. I felt like today he just missed some chippies that were, you know, makeable. They just didn't convert. And, you know, even the last one he took, he kind of tried to trick it and spin it. And it's just more simplifying it, you know, and, and – uh, almost letting the ball die on the glass so it can go in. But, um, again, I mean, I think when you're relying on freshmen again in this league, uh, the, the results are not always going to be what you want them to be because those guys are going through a lot. Yeah. Meanwhile, this other team, Florida State here, they play a lot of guys. When they get to the tournament, they could be a nightmare for somebody to try to keep up with them. Uh, they got a chance to do a lot of damage, don't no, they? No, obviously terrific team, you know, great depth, very well coached. They're defending on a high level. Um they, uh, you know, I think what's impressive is their ability to make threes right now. I mean, yeah. if you look at their numbers, uh, you know, they're shooting the three at such a high rate um, and, and from a lot of different positions. You get a guy like Wyatt Wilkes now makes three. Uh, you know, it, Patrick Williams made two very good-looking ones. MJ Walker made two. You know, in the first half, we did a great job keeping out of the paint. Uh, and then, you know, they made whatever they made, eight threes. Made threes. I mean, it's just very difficult because as the four then you know starts to extend and you're trying to get out there well then they've got a lot of good drivers and offensive rebounders and a lot of physicality and athleticism at the rim so obviously very well constructed group and uh you know joe we've had great games here we've, we've won here three times in eight and this is now nine years uh, we had an overtime loss with lonnie had a shot i think to win it uh in a fourth year and then sheldon had a shot i think to either tie or win the game on super bowl sunday uh, in 2015 so you know five really really good games uh in the last like you know 
seven of seven years, you know, or whatever, six years. So, uh, it's you know, for us, I just uh, I'm hopeful that the experience we're gaining will will bond us closer and, and get us back to, you know, where we should be in a normal place roster wise. Let me put this into perspective for you. You've won here three times. Yeah. University of Miami's won here only eight times. Right. In how many years, right? I well, mean, go back to the 40s, 30, when they yeah. played in the old uh, Tully gym. Yeah. Their numbers were, were ridiculous. They've hit 51 of 119 three-pointers in the last six games. Pretty incredible. But I think they're good looks because, you know, I, again, I think because of the Forrest, a terrific driver uh, and distributor, I think the pressure they put on you with their athleticism at the rim, you know, the offensive rebound, put back, you know, kickouts, um, they had 18 assists. You know, very, very well-balanced team with a lot of skill and athleticism. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. Okay, so that's the way it sounded yesterday in Tallahassee. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the University of Miami football, Larry Blusey and Don Bailey Jr. Join me next right here on WQAM 560 The Joe. Happy to welcome you back to Hurricanes Weekly, Sunday, February the 9th, 2020, our show. Driven by Williamson Cadillac, Miami's premier luxury dealership for value, for style, for performance. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com. This week at home in basketball, Miami will take on Boston College uh, at home and Wake Forest at home as well. That's uh, Wednesday against Boston College, Saturday against Wake Forest. Baseball begins on Friday night against Rutgers, the home opener Friday night against the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Meanwhile, this past week was uh, National Signing Day around the world in uh, college football. And let's uh, break down what happened with the University of Miami, their recruiting class, as uh, Don Bailey Jr. and Larry Blusing join me to talk about recruiting. And today is uh, National Signing Day. And, of course, with us on the show, Don Bailey Jr., my football broadcast partner, and Larry Bluestein. And Blue normally follows us on the Hurricane Hotline. But because we have basketball tonight, we are merging shows. Uh, so the South Florida High School football show, part of our show here tonight. And we're always uh, thrilled to have old Blue with us. And, uh, fellas, probably the big headline today, maybe not only with the University of Miami, but around the country, is that the Hurricanes, once again, uh, they have a great offseason. And today they sign the number one safety in the United States. Avante Williams flips from Florida to Miami. And so that's a great pickup, Don, for the for the Kings. Well, when I look at it, Joe, I, I look at Del- where he comes from, Deland, Florida. So as we all know, that is Gator country. And everybody, everybody and their brother thought that he was going to go to the go to the Gators, go play for Florida, stay in his neighborhood. But you have to credit Manny Diaz, the entire recruiting staff, the entire coaching staff for, in my opinion, I agree with you, to get him to flip because everything that I read, he was going to Florida today no matter what. That, that was a done deal on what the, what the crystal ball would have said. So I think when you look at him, and then we'll go down the list of everybody, but with the grad transfers, this program is far from dead and far from forgotten. And I think a lot of it has to do with how Manny Diaz approached this offseason and rectifying every issue that he felt that he needed to handle one by one. Quarterback, handled. Receiver, handled. Offensive coordinator, handled. You, you, you have offensive line, new coach there. You've got so many things that you go down the list that were – quote-unquote reasons for the season that Miami had last year. And I think that's the biggest picture is how they've handled the entire offseason, Blue. Yeah, no doubt. I I can't disagree with you. I mean, what they did is it had that checklist in the offseason. Right. And you, you know how Manny Diaz is during games. He's thinking everything. And he probably felt as soon as they get off that field in Shreveport, 
got on that plane. He had that checklist. The next morning, he started taking care of business. And this offseason, I mean, last year we were all excited because of everything that transpired and for the fact that I guess he authored the the portal, the right. transfer portal, by starting last year. Right. But this year he amped it up. I mean, you go out and get arguably one of the top-rated quarterbacks around. Well, Some, if there were two, wouldn't yeah. you say the kid from Wake Forest and, 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 sure. and the kid from Houston, right? So no you get doubt. one of those two. And somebody who fit the offensive scheme that you, you hire a coordinator that you watched for a number of years and you admire what he did. Right. And you trusted him enough to say, hey, I'm coming here. I'm going to hire an offensive line coach and bring somebody in that we can revamp that. This offense now is all about Rhett Lashley. Correct. He Manny Diaz has, you know, the one thing that he is, he wants to win. And, and, and the only way you win is to kind of – do everything in progression, and he has. And 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 like you mentioned, I mean, by adding De'Ara King as a quarterback is great. But you come up and, and you and you go in in the transfer portal and, and go up to Temple and get Quincy Roche, who is arguably one of the best pass rushers. And you put him at the opposite side of a kid that is emerging pretty quickly for the University of Miami and a and a young line, and then. And you guys knew every game last year, a kicker, and you you win nine games. So <laughs> let's just stop right there. He's right, though, right? Well, I mean, I mean you, you, I mean, you win three. I mean, you win Virginia Tech, you win Georgia Tech, and then one other game. And, and but even and, if you stop it. Two. Yes. Right? So here you are. You're over 500, and Jose Borregales comes in, and he's already. If you if you watch some of the videos, that he's already lighting it up in the in the in the uh, uh, for everybody to see. So I mean, you've done with just those three players and Quincy Roche, uh, an established pass rusher. Correct. A guy who pulls his ears and goes for it. Somebody like De'Aaron King, who creates and extends plays. Ooh, that's something new to this offense, extending plays. And then you get a kicker. So those are three areas that Miami need a little injection. And Don, Joe, I mean, obviously you took care of business with Lashley uh, coming aboard. Correct. You took care with Garen Justice, an offensive yep. line coach, and then three guys in the transfer portal before you ever got to National Signing Day, and that's a huge win-win. We'll hear from Manny Diaz during the course of the show. Issues have solutions. You just have to find them. <laughs> and so uh, they're working on finding them. What they get today, Blue and Avante uh, Williams? Big-time kid. Uh, somebody who, as you mentioned, uh, and I saw him up at the Under Armour game, and blew a national a, kid, right? This is not this isn't a, this wasn't a, this wasn't a kid under a rock in the state of Florida and the land. No doubt. And what it gives you is two freshmen who are probably the type of guys that can walk into an Alabama type of setting or LSU as being right. this year. And, and and certainly Avante Williams and I and I've talked to you about Jalen Rivers. Oh, yeah. I think this kid, he, he's he's a guy that a six and seventeen offensive North, lineman. Yes, an offensive yeah, lineman. But guys, this is a six and this is a team that finished six, six and seven had a lot of deficiencies on the offensive side of the ball, especially up front. And Don, Correct. you watched that like we a hawk all year. Call, yep. And you you come and remedy it with a kid who. You know, over the next six, seven months, because he's in early. Yeah. So over the next six, seven months, by the time August comes around, he's a sophomore already. He's gone through spring, and that's the one thing that nobody really illustrates. Last year at this time, guys, you had four kids come in early. Now you have 13. You know, uh, we, in uh, in the excitement of uh, the uh, yeah. the transfer portal, portal of getting uh, Roche, I, I think this goes under the radar because he's not a South Florida kid, but he is. Uh, from a school where Miami was able to get a couple of players. One of those was uh, Shaq Quarterman from Oak Leaf High School. Yep. Is Chance Williams, who was the number three defensive end in the nation. Yep. So they get the number three defensive end in the nation and the number one safety in the nation. Uh, on top of the offensive lineman right. who, who, oh, who just outperformed everybody up in Orlando. And you finished six and seven. Yes. Yeah. Without question, they're the, they have the highest rating recruiting rating of a team with a losing record than anybody in the country by 10 or 15 Not even close. spots. Not even close. But I go back to, and, and you brought up a great point, I think what, what Manny Diaz didn't get enough credit for last year was the fact that he managed the roster as good as I've seen it managed in the last decade with being able to redshirt 
a Peyton, a Jafar, Jafar Harvey. Yes. Guys that we, Joe and I, saw a lot of, and we're going, how are they going to keep him on the bench? And he managed it and let these young men get a year older, and that's something that he and I have had conversations about on every flight out and every flight back for the last 15 years about making sure that we continue to, to, to build some depth. Yep, yep. And that w- this was the first year that we saw that. Well, we'll pick up on that in a minute. Let me uh, uh, give the uh, listeners some numbers because today is the – you wrap it all up. Miami had 24 total recruits between today and uh, December. Total recruits from the state of Florida, 13. Uh, top 300 prospects, eight. That's a pretty good number. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, top 250 prospects, eight. Uh, U.S. Uh, Army All-American game, Don Chaney, one. Under Armour All-Americans, six. Yep. So six Under Armour All-Americans, one U.S. Army All-American, uh, eight in the top, well, really eight in the top 250. And seven Dayton Broward kids. And that's Dayton Broward kids, and you know that's a sticking point, especially with everybody here in South Florida. How come you don't do better in Dayton Broward? Seven kids. And I mean, what's the lucky number you would say be, uh, w- when you look at it every time, Blue? Like if you had to say there's, there's a t- 24, I mean, right? That's, it's going to be yeah. between 20 and 24, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and really, it's about a twenty because you're going to have four transfer portal. However, you're going to do it, exactly. right? Exactly. What do you? Th- what would you say if you're running the recruiting department? What's what am I trying to get out of Dade Broward? And do you incorporate Palm Beach? Yeah, you have to. Okay, yeah, you so have out, of, to. I out mean, of the tri county, then what do you say? I'd say if you can get thirteen, fourteen kids, you've done your job. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think you have. I mean, but here, there's, there's also you just can't get kids just to say you have the numbers they have to fit your program uh you know know. there's a lot that goes into that oh there's a whole lot lot people forget there's the the, one of the top things that goes into that is academics (laughs) and so if you can't get them in the school you can't play them no doubt and if they can't stay in school you can't play them now a we lot gotta, of times you can't offer them. Right. right? Can't I offer mean, them. you got to be yeah. careful with that. So yeah. we got a little, you know, no one's going to make the argument that this is the education capital of the world. No. Uh, so there are some issues there in, tr- in terms of trying to get kids through that. Now, someone might argue with me and say, oh, you get anybody you want, but I, I don't think that's the no, case. No, you can't. I mean, and also you lost a couple of kids here and there, Florida. You, you certainly didn't lose anybody at Florida State this year. So, you know, that. Actually, that was, we. Won. Yeah, you actually won. So right. that's a good. I mean, and, and here's the thing, too. I mean, and we understand, everybody out there understands, Florida's in a situation where they played extremely well. So they deserve what they get. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, much like Miami has for a lot, a lot of time. But that's what I want to say. If Florida finished 6-7 and seven and finished on the way that Miami did, there's no way they come close to getting a class like this. Just no way. So that's, that's, the, point. that's the credit you have to give to Manny Diaz and this coaching staff that scout the nation they were never you got to remember throughout january they were never here they were out everywhere and so that avante williams deal was no mistake the uh, don mentioned you know being getting older more continuity that's uh the drum that we've been beating here for a while yep. if you watched uh for example a bowl game this year was uh iowa and usc you got one program iowa a lot of continuity same style, same system. Forever. Forever. Yes. Every year, Iowa. They're going to run the ball, play defense, punt, and win nine or ten games. That's it. And where are you down up front with Kirk the big Perez, guys? Yep. Yeah, right. Like Wisconsin. Wisconsin, same thing. Same thing. Iowa played USC and beat them. Beat them handily. I said, I said to Don, they could play that game ten times, and I was going to win eight. Eight. Now, you would never say that with Iowa and USC in the past. No. Miami would play Iowa and have a hell of a time trying to beat them because of that continuity and the age factor. Uh, so Miami's won 10 games one time in 16 years. One time in 16 years. The ones that they're competing with, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Would you like to know the numbers? Yes. Okay. Don't keep us in suspense, sir. LSU, nine, ten win or more seasons. In the same 16 years. Yes. Clemson, nine. Alabama, 13. Georgia, 11. Florida, seven. They also had two four-win seasons in there, by the way. Correct. Florida State, six. Oklahoma, 13. 
13 out of 16. USC, 9. Texas, 7. But look at Texas, what they've Nobody done the last six years. Nobody no, would have believed USC. Nobody would have believed that. they haven't number. played very well lately. Texas, right? the last six years. Six and seven, five and seven, five and seven, seven and six, ten and four, eight and five. Oregon, everybody's uh, excited about Oregon. They've had nine, ten win seasons in that same time frame. Their last four years, four and eight, seven and six, nine and four, twelve and two. Miami has had five, nine win seasons. One short. If they had won one more, right, you'd have six, ten win seasons. What happens is because of the lack of continuity, the lack of – uh, patience, they get the nine and they can't get the ten. Correct. Just let it be. Let him do his job. Keep and these schools are having recruiting classes like Miami's and better. Not one year, not two, not three, not four. Yeah. It's sixteen in a row. Whew. Full cycles. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You can't have one and go, oh, we're going to go. Four full cycles. Yeah, four full cycles. You can't have one and go, oh, we're going to go from six and seven to fifteen and zero. Doesn't happen that way. No. This, what they've done today, is really good. What they did last year and registering the players are all positive steps. Yep. It will come together, I think. I, no, you're right. I mean, it, but it, it will. I, I'm just telling you. You look at these other schools, that's what you're behind. And why did you get behind them? Because they were able to stockpile year after year after year after year. Yeah. And there's continuity. The other thing is, is that Miami has, has – there's two sides to this, either fortunately or Unfortunately, there has been a chronic habit of players leaving early. Right. Now, none of the none of the draft status proves that any of those kids have made the right decision. Uh, you're right. You're okay. Right. I mean, if you go back to Brad Kaya, he was the second to last quarterback picked in the draft. Right. Yeah. It's not like in the first round. No, I know. I think there was eight, and he was seven. In, in the entire draft, however that worked out. And, those, and that, to me, is another thing that is part of the equation. So Manny, Coach Diaz, decided, I'm going to get them, I'm going to grow them older early because I can't keep them here no. late. You're not going to get right. a shack, and you're not going to get a pick-me on a regular Very basis. Often, no. No. And, and, and Joe made a good point. Uh, teams like Iowa, teams like Wisconsin do that. Year in and right. year out, they have twenty-four-year-old kids going in. Plus, plus, plus it's the like other, playing BYU. The other thing, it's not, <laughs> and it's also not. You can't compare them because they also have ridiculous walk-on programs yeah. where they can park a bunch of offensive linemen, and either they make it or they wash out. Yeah. You don't have that luxury here, uh, but you do have the luxury of of uh, being able to get a guy like Cheney, Don Cheney, or Knighton. So. Uh, I think what happens is December occurs now, and here comes February, and we forget. So what do they get in those two guys, and how do you see them being used? These are two guys that are good in space uh, being used in Lashley's offense. Yeah, both of them are elite kids. Both of them catch the ball. Both of them can, are line of scrimmage runners. Both are athletic, um, great vision. You see, here's the difference, and, and people keep looking at Lingard. Lingard was a track kid. Thank that they you. made into a football player. Thank you. These guys were always football players. Uh, Rodney Knighton was a starting running back at Miami Central, went to Louisville, his father. You know, so you understand they followed in those footsteps. Uh, Don Chaney Jr.'s dad coached uh, for six, seven years at the high school level. So he was always around the game. So you have a huge advantage with these two because they've been around this game all their lives. They're natural. They're natural. They're natural. I, I do was think, never natural. Right. And no, I do think, no, you know, what well, you do see today, are our kids playing football that are kind of robotic? It's like uh, and you see it in basketball too. Coach Ellen and I were talking about this the other day. You see a lot of kids that football or basketball is something they play. It's not something they live. They live or understand. One hundred percent. And I think you know he's not here, so it's not quite fair to talk about him on the roster. But I thought, always felt Jaron Williams was a little more robotic. This is what you do as a quarterback: you drop five steps, you look here, you look there. The Eric King comes in. He's yeah. a guy that play he breaks ex- down. Like I said, he extends plays. Play breaks and- down. I'm on the move, man. Yeah, yeah. You got these guys that. And I think, and, and Don and I were talking, Joe. I think that Nikosi Perry could be like I, that I in the in, that. in the same type in this, of in offense. This system, yeah, in this I think he's going to be better suited much. for this style of offense. Yeah. And, and guys, when you when I looked at King, the, the, the first thing when I saw that when Miami saw assigned him is I called. The, a gentleman that was at Miami when I was here who's been out there for 30 years in the football program. He could not say enough great things about 
the kid. I'm not. We didn't even talk the football. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about touch and run and after y'all. None of the yak or any of the stuff that goes into football conversation. He talked about. We talked about what kind of citizen is he? What kind of leader is he? What does he bring to the table? And it was all five star, five star, five star, five star. There was not one negative. Unfortunately, he's had a couple, you know, minor knees yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. that that's that's what it is. But to bring that young man in here and when you when you break it down and you and I had this conversation, Joe, he returned a punt kickoff. for a, for a kickoff, excuse me, for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. He was a sl- starting slot receiver. He he might be, good news or bad news, the best slot we got on the team, the best quarterback we got on the team, yeah. the best returner we yeah. got on the team. There's not anything he can't do. He'll yeah. sell popcorn at I, halftime. I met him today, and he's very impressive. He's a very impressive young man. Met him today, and I do think those intangibles are exactly what Miami needed. And he's a guy that understands that Jim Kelly played quarterback here. He knows Dan what Marino comes played with it. Right. Dan Marino played quarterback in this city. Yes. Not for the Miami Hurricanes, but in this city. He knows Dan Marino played here. He knows what the history of playing quarterback means to the people of this city. So I do think that's important. And he has played a lot of football, and he's made a lot of plays. And generally guys that make a lot of plays, playmakers, they keep on making them. But below, I I think we need to make sure that everybody understands that he is not – an athlete at quarterback. He is a quarterback that's an athlete. That's a great point. Do, do you agree no, with I that? No, I agree with that. I agree with that. He has he has a mentality of a quarterback. So mm-hmm. and and thus it's going to it's going to translate. And and you know another thing that I was thinking of before cuz everyone goes where is our playmakers? Well, it depends what type of offense you run. Remember Wiggins had a couple of great games last year. Harley started getting in the mix. Pope started getting in the mix. You have arguably two of the best tight ends in the country, and now with the addition of Mamorelli, maybe three. So you, you've you got the weapons. You just have to utilize them in the correct way. The offense, the last couple of years, and I take no shots, it just wasn't a fit. It wasn't a fit. You didn't have somebody behind center that could really engineer like you were talking about, and you didn't have an offensive line that really was mature enough in old enough to because people forget when you go against Virginia Tech their defensive tackles are 23 years old Correct. I mean they're older guys you're coming in and getting sure you're that's it definitely you see in a lot of those guys last year like a scave and you look at Nelson and kids like that they wouldn't have been in the rotation if you had the offensive line the way it should be tell us about Isaiah Dunson love the kid the playmaker cornerback yes from Georgia yeah another Georgia guy you know Florida doesn't go into uh, Miami doesn't go enough into Georgia yeah. you know it's a great safe price for football. Oh, heck, and they came away with a couple of them, you know, out of this class. Coach Rick opened Dun- that door. Yes, he Dunson's did. 6'1". Yep, yep. Right? 6'1", yeah, good length. Good length. Um, another kid, I mean, you add him to Avante Williams and what you have already in the secondary. And, and and the very fact that, you know, you have the kid Rashawn Washington, the the, the, the Sean Washington kid from South Dade as well. So they kind of, if you looked at it, they're deficient. They were deficient in linebacker. And another name you met, missed off of that was Sam Brooks yeah. because Sam, is one of these guys over the next couple of years it could be a superstar. He showed up in the bowl game. Yes, I think he did. He had 10 yes, tackles he did. that night. He's going to miss spring football, by the way, with okay. his shoulder. But well, we can take it because that'll give you an opportunity to look at <laughs> Tarek Costa, Austin Cave. I mean, you, you have a lot of kids coming in. she got a couple of guys that were hurt at that position last yeah. year for Jennings. Steed as well. He's, he's Jennings out for spring also. Jennings is okay. So that gives these kids more of an opportunity. The guys that are in. Steed needs to get healthy because I he can play when, he, when he's healthy. He just hasn't been healthy. All right, we will continue with Larry Bluestein and Don Bailey Jr. When we come back, we'll take a look at what Manny Diaz was able to accomplish in the offseason as well in terms of bringing in Ed Reed and some other changes made for University of Miami. Football will continue on Hurricanes Weekly right after this. Let me talk to you about Williamson Cadillac. In fact, let me recruit you to Williamson Cadillac. If you're looking for style, if you're looking for value, if you're looking for luxury, how about Williamson Cadillac? If you 
are looking for great customer service, if you are looking for a state-of-the-art facility, if you are looking for a tremendous website where you can view the entire inventory, then I recommend Williamson Cadillac. If you are looking for someone that has been in business for over 50 years, if you are looking for a dealership with credibility, look no further than Williamson Cadillac. Ed Williamson has been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And right now, you can experience the next generation of Cadillac, like the Cadillac Escalade, the XT4. I'm driving the XT5, the CT6, or the first ever Cadillac XT6 with three rows of luxury in stock and ready for delivery right now. Look no further than Williamson Cadillac. View their entire inventory online at williamsoncadillac.com or visit their state-of-the-art facility at 104th Street just south of the Palmetto Expressway. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. When we were in Baltimore, I saw this against the Steelers. Let me show yeah. you something. Yeah. We, we drew, let me draw this one up for right, you. Right. Because that's what's always going on in football, right? Not everybody has the answer. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, he, like you said, he's he's somebody you could use at so many different things, and his experience alone, his love for the school. I mean, you know, that to me is is the huge uh, factor, Don. I mean, you know, just you know, the pride of being a Hurricane is, you know, he's going to put every every bit of effort. He, he, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, which you know doesn't really like Pete Rose said. Just because you're great in in the sport doesn't mean you're going to be a great manager, but but in his case, he, as Joe said, he knows enough. He can spot enough things in all facets of the game, not just on the field, but he can help on the, you know, off the field as well. Well, you th- people have to remember in 16, he was on the staff for the Buffalo Bills. And would, if, if Ryan would have still been there, if he would have decided to be there, he would have still been there. And I think the thing that Ed Reed does is that he can validate the historic perspective of the last 20 years for the University of Miami, yep. 15 years for the University of Miami in, in this era and in this generation. And who really can question him? I mean, seriously, if, yeah. you, if, you're, if you're a parent and you're talking to Ed Reed about the University of Miami and the possibility of your son coming here, what better source to have than what where he came from as yeah, a two-star exactly. guy and what he developed into at UM and in the in the National Football League. And he care, he is here for one thing, to help the University of Miami in whatever category they need get better. You know, the safety that came in today, Avante Williams. Think so about what if he it. comes in this summer and says, hey, uh, Mr. Reed, Coach Reed, I'm not sure you would call him Coach Reed. I'd hey. call him Mister. Mister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Let's watch. Can you can 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 you spare five minutes and watch some film with me? You know what's funny, that? Joe? I think it would end up being this. Hey, Avante, come here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come sit down with me and let me show you how. Right? I think he's going to be the one that's oh, yeah. doing a lot of inviting. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. true because yeah. he's going to go like you said, Joe. He's not only going to be out on the field to be in the locker room. He'd be everywhere. So he's going to see what. You know, maybe needs a little tightening up, and you know he'll. I'm sure he's not a the type of guy that's going to embarrass anybody. He'll just take, like you said, he'll say, hey, "Let's go in the film room for a little bit," and then he'll get in there and he'll show him everything. You see how the coverage is. You see where that safety. He's going the wrong spot. This is where you want to be. And before you know it, I mean, just I mean, why wouldn't you want that? I mean, if every darn defensive back on that team should be should have his cell number. <laughs> but he'll show you how to be a hurricane. Okay, yeah. How about, how about yes. This? Yes. Right. How about this? Uh, Demarcus Van Dyke uh, and, and, and Cooney are looking at high school tape. I like this guy, Cooney. You know, Demarcus Van Dyke. I like this safety. What do you think? Yeah. I, you know, I, I like him. I think I like him. I'm not sure. Hey, hey Ed Reed, what do you think about this kid from right. Uh, Pensacola? Right. Well, let's watch him. You know, he reminds me of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, let, I agree. Let's offer him. And, and we just saw him. He was the head coach of the, for the whole week at the Under Armour. Mm-hmm. So he relates to the kids. And there's no doubt. I watched him. I mean, he's funny. I mean, he'll go yeah. and crack some jokes. You know, the guy, you know, he'll always talk about the way he looks with his hair and everything like that. He's he's one of the guys. And that's what you need. Somebody of authority that's one of the guys. It, it is that's small, right. it is, Somebody right. that's authority. You know, it's sometimes it's small things. But when kids, I do think the kids want to learn. Coach L and I were just talking about this. And, uh. Harlan Beverly, who's going to play again tonight, he's a freshman. Harlan 
uh, is second on this team in assists. He's number one in turnovers. That's not good. You don't want to be number one in turnovers. He's a freshman. So he said um, trying to teach him the game. The kids have to sometimes it's the smallest thing. He said so today in practice. Harlan needs to make a pass to his left. Right. And then go to his right. Pass to his left, then go to his right. Harlan passes to his left as he's going to his right. He never sees what happens. Right. What happens is he passed to his left and it was a turnover. Correct. Because he passed and moved. No. You pass. And then. Then you move. Right. Stay there and see the result there. But simple things that a lot of, I think, it's misunderstood by by people that aren't in the game. That's where kids are. It's simple things. A guy like Ed Reed will pick up simple things. And, and one thing that every staff earns for when they're involved is on-the-field experiences. And at the collegiate level, Ed Reed had no peers. And this was a guy, I believe, and you're going to correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he redshirted his first year, did well, he not? He did, but you know what happened his freshman year, right? His redshirt freshman year. He, he won the uh, Big Ten, the Big East. Uh, oh, no, you know what happened in the Penn State game? Oh, oh yeah. Remember the Penn State yes, game? Yes, yes, Choffee yes. Fields? Yes, Choffee Fields. Yeah, Mike Rump and, yeah, and Mike Ed Reed Rump. had the coverage yes, on that. Yes, they did. You know where Choffee Fields is? Still yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. 80 yards for a touchdown. And but, also, but wasn't learned. he the Big East javelin? Champion too. Yeah, he, no, he won. He won the field. He won the javelin. You're a baseball fan. Can I make this analogy? Not quite the same. Young manager with a bench coach. Yeah. Yeah. There Young you manager hires a bench coach. Right. Hey, it's second and third. Hey, think about X, Y, and Z. But 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 you have you have an authoritative figure on this staff that no one can question anything about. There's no there's no hole anywhere in Ed Reed's game. What are you going to you're going to you're going to challenge him about his time here at Miami? Anybody's going to you're going to question his time here at Miami and what he did? You're going to question his time with the Ravens and what he did? You brought up a good point. He he represents what was great about the program back in the no day. Question. He and invented and swag. I mean, yeah. he was a part I, of I the invention this. of swag. We, we we know this. When you do the locker room show, you needed a go-to guy. That's him, buddy. And in 2000, 1999, 2001, he was my go-to guy. Every time. And he was so mature as a player. And uh, and as uh, Coach Diaz talked about it today, he has this ability to unite people. And I think that will be a big part of what he's able to do with the University of Miami. But I love about him is there that, that he has a complete understanding of the discipline that it takes to play the game. He he will he'll be the first to tell you he was a great football player, but I don't know that he was always a great athlete. Do you see? You know, what I mean, there, he had I mean, to work instincts. at his yeah great instincts, but he had to work on his game. Yeah, he had to work on parts of his game. He understood it. He saw it. He felt it. He reacted to it. But there were bigger, and there were faster, and there were quicker. Sure. But he worked and worked, and he was never outworked the at Boston any level. The Boston College game. Well, was, oh, forget I it. mean, that's the, right there. That All you got to do is pop in that tape, and the kids can see what his heart's like. You know, you read my mind. I think there's this perception that the 0-1 team, as good as they were, annihilated everybody. No, they didn't. Without, no. without Ed Reed, yeah, there's no championship. No. Boston College game is won. That was over. How about how about Virginia, Virginia Tech? Tech. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Virginia Tech. Yeah. First of all, Will Fork drops. Or Will, was it Will Fork? Will Fork. Yeah, Will, Will Fork, the Ford. top big wide receiver. The wide receiver drops the two. Who actually played for the Dolphins for right. a minute? Hit him in the hand. Yes, bad spot. Yeah. But more than anything, was uh, I think Noel was the quarterback for Virginia Tech. He throws one down the middle. Ed Reed is over there on the right side someplace and says, "Ah, play coming here." Takes off yeah. as he normally would, leaves his coverage and intercepts the ball, and off to the Rose Bowl goes Miami. There was a, there was a lot of points scored by that 2001 team, but there were I believe there were 40. I'm gonna I'm gonna be close. There were 40 or 45 takeaways yeah. in that in that season. That defense was unbelievable. You know the other safety Randy was, Shannon put together the yeah. other safety with Ed Reed. People know even not people. A lot of people remember. Wasn't Tremaine Mack? No, no. no. 
J.J. Lewis, James Lewis. Oh, yeah, James Lewis. James Lewis. Who, James didn't James Lewis play center one game? He volunteered to snap. He might That's, have. Yeah. But he, had, he had a great year. He, he volunteered to snap. He had Ed Reed next to him. He had a great yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you? Of course. He told Coach, he says, I'll snap if I have to, Coach. Give it, you know, they had a center go down. They were using a third. I think you're right. Yeah, he did. I remember. <laughs> do I not remember that? I don't know. Well, you're and a you're the lineman guy. Oh, I not remember this. Yeah, he volunteered to do it. So the offseason. <laughs> for uh, Coach Diaz so far has been been pretty good, I have to say. And I think uh, on the offensive side, the other unique thing would be you have three guys that are all, that were well, all coordinators. You're going to have a wide receiver coach that was a coordinator. Yeah, correct. You're going to have an offensive line coach that was a coordinator. And a head coach. And a head coach. And I think those meetings will be quite interesting. And the wide you? receiver coach, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. And you're right. There's a lot of... There's a lot of perspective that's going to go into the game plan. Yeah. And I think that's important. Very important. And and all of them know what it takes. You know, all of them been in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, what, what makes a great manager, what makes a good head of anything, Don, you know in your business, you've had to done every facet of your business. That's right. You've had to been out and, and done every, from sales to installation to everything that you do, you got to know what your people are doing so you can relate to it. And I think that's what you're talking about because Ooh. you have those guys. Go back to for a moment, kind of a recap. Miami was, I think, number 12 in the rankings, right. so top 15 class. Sure. Put that into perspective for us. How, how good is top 15? Coming off that season. Coming off a six and seven year. Amazing. I mean, it really was. I mean, and, and there's a lot, you know, you, you can't explain it because nowadays kids are blinded by wanting to play for a winner. So you've, and that's, it caught me, and I, th- I think I told you this last last week when uh, I was asked how surprised was I when they got the Eric King. I was blown away. I'm thinking, why was he coming here when the offensive line was deficient, nobody was a playmaker, and I'm thinking this would be the last. But then all of a sudden, Lashley t- tells him, listen, this is where I come from. This is what we have. They didn't utilize everybody. I guarantee you when we get in and everything goes, all these players on Miami you're going to love because they're going to all perform because you're going to perform, and that's how we sold them, I'm sure. And I think a lot of pressure goes to these wide receivers for this spring football. Yeah. For the simple fact is we're going to run 80, 90, 100 plays. Oh, yeah. We're going to throw it 50, 40 times a game. It's up to you to get in shape. Stay on that you're field, right. Right. and it's going to be spread out. If you're not getting the ball, you're not open, or you're out of gas. Yeah, everybody's getting work this spring. I mean, everybody's they're, getting they're, work. Yeah, right. Everybody's, everybody's on the clock. I think he put the uh, present wide receivers on notice uh, because in the way Coach Lashley talked about him today, it was an okay endorsement. It was we have receivers here yeah. that I think are that have been okay. But I think he'll be right. better. But they want him to. Pre- he wants them to prove themselves. No, no to question. Him. But I, I think there's this perception that they've got this wealth of talent, and no. I think these guys have been okay. Could they be better? Yeah, I think you can make yourself better. It can't always be just about the coach. Mark Pope can make himself better. D. Wiggins can make himself better. Mike Harley can make himself better. Joe, if you're in business and you don't make yourself better every day, you're out of business. Yeah, your What's competition's caught up. It's the same thing on the field. If I mean, and I and, and you bring up the the c word is competition here. I think yeah. you know bringing in a class like this, bringing in I guess it's I think it's four receivers that these guys. It's um, it's amazing to me that the, the more competition you have, the tougher it is to get on the field, and that makes for the better team. Yeah. Let me uh, throw this out there for recruiting. In basketball, if you are – we have this conversation a lot. If Mike Krzyzewski is recruiting someone, he's going to win. Yes, he is. Right? He's going to get his guy. Sometimes it's easier to beat him in the game than it is in recruiting. That's true. And that's kind of where Miami has to be in football, I think, at the, because right now, if Nick Saban wants a guy, he's probably getting him. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's, it's Nick Saban Sweeney. and one other person, right. maybe. You know, one other team right. against yeah. them, right? Dabo. Yeah. And that's where Dan Mullen yeah. is right now because he's winning. And winning cures all. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Miami certainly has has the athletes. I mean, we've seen it. You've seen it. It's just I think they, they've underachieved for a reason. And, and you know, I hate, you know I'm not going to point fingers, but I think that this coaching staff now that they have assembled – 
are going to get everything out of these kids. They're going to get. They're going to. They're, they're going to be like. What did they say about Don Shula? The reason why he was such a great coach is he got everything out of his athlete. The Bob Greasies, the people who weren't the, the the sexy guys coming out of school, but he got everything out of them. I think that's what you have here. You know, I personally have an issue with. Miami or whoever it is, they got the athletes. Great. Thank you. I want the football players. Yeah. There's a true. big difference. Yeah. Everybody's saying, well, oh, he's just a great athlete, and he was this and, and seven on seven. Yeah. I want the football player. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. a different human. It's a different person. It's a different thing. I would love to have a, a great football player that's a great athlete. But I think that a lot of that has gotten lost. I agree. And, and because of how football is today. Yeah. You know, the offseason is all about throwing it and running it and speed. And th- You need guys that can play this game and understand it and love it. I want great football players. Manny Diaz did a lot of examination on himself, oh, on yeah. the team. If a guy is – if a player can get better between year one and year two – can a coach get better between year one and year two? Yep. I mean, it, it only works out, right? I mean, everybody everybody learns, no matter if you're a player or, or if you're a coach, certainly. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, if, if you're in this area tonight, come on down and watch this basketball game. I really, I'm saying that Don and I are watching this, the, the two teams, and particularly North Carolina State, which just came out. And tell you what, Don, if you got two of those guys and put them at defensive end and one at tight end, you wouldn't be losing. I'll just take this one right here. <laughs> but I'll, you know, but I'll, number but I'll always, so Joe can't tell me, but I'll take I'll take that guy right there. Is this the guy you were talking yeah. about, Joe, yeah, right yeah, here? You, you just watch that yeah, young man uh, move. Thunderbird right there. That, yeah? yeah? Yeah, we saw him come Mister. out before. Yeah, we saw him come out before without a shirt uh, with just with a, a tank top on, and I'll tell you what, he's not missing any weight room, and uh, certainly... But I'm always going with Coach L. I don't care. He's a great coach in Indy. If he can figure it out, I'll tell you, he'll win games. All right, we're going to wrap this up uh, in uh, 15 seconds, Blue. Miami's recruiting class today, well, today in, in December was? Outstanding. Outstanding. Exceeded Some, expectations, Blue? Yes, I do. I do, especially with Avante Williams today. The portal, really. I Because you got to use the portal as part of the recruiting class. Good. And, and I think that they, they struck gold there. Remember this. Last two years, they've beaten the ACC. Coastal Division champions. So they know they know they, they're point. right there. They know they're right there. I mean, they got Virginia last year in Pittsburgh. And the Blue, year they got us a kicker. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I swear we that, started that, that out. That kid misses no. the first field goal against Temple. I'm going to ring his neck. No, I'm worried you'll have a heart attack. I, I kind of can't lose my man, Josie. We got another 20 years of this he to just, do. All I know is that first oh kick from 35 God. yards away against Temple better go it right, better right through. Right oh through. Right through. All right, Blue. Thanks all for coming guys, by. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Larry Bluestein and Don Bailey Jr. And a reminder again, on Wednesday night, Miami at home in basketball against Boston College. Friday night is opening night in baseball. Hurricanes will take on Rutgers Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, the opening series in college baseball. Canes are ranked in the top five in just about every single poll. Hurricanes also home in basketball on Saturday, February the 15th against Wake Forest. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you on Wednesday from the Watsco Center when the Canes take on Boston College. Thanks for being with us here on Hurricanes Weekly on WQAM 560 The Joe. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.